Welcome to the Embracing Race podcast. All episodes were recorded in advance, so don't be alarmed if the timeline seems a little bit cattywampus. Welcome to Embracing Race, another episode. I am your host, Shawnee. I'm your co-host, Jesse, and we're back. You're a host, Jesse. We are ho- We are both hosts. Yeah, we're co-hosts. I'm not like your well, assistant. Well, I should have said I am a co-host. That's what I should have said. I think they've I got it by now. <laughs> I'm co-host, Shawnee. All right, so, okay, there's so much to talk about. I don't even know where we start. But I will start because, and I'm only sharing this story because, well, let me first. How are you doing? I'm doing Which, okay. I need to change that. <laughs> I want to be like Wendy Williams. I want to be a Wendy Williams. How you doing? But then I was like, I was thinking, so I learned, um, so I am remote. Well, we're always remote, but I'm not in D.C. right now. And well, coming because, to you live from the Hyatt Hotel in Cambridge, yes, Maryland. Right. <laughs> and, and we had a, um, we had a journalist from Axiom Rate, uh, radio or XCM X I don't I'm pretty sure it's Axios radio Axios A-X-I-O-S but uh, she has Nyla uh, she has a podcast and she gave me podcast lingo during her keynote this morning like okay the rundown so the basically the rundown is what they're going to talk about like in the order like an agenda or yeah. a meeting or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm about to use this. So I texted Jesse, you know, like, I'm giving you the rundown of the show. And I want to do check-ins, right? Because I think it's always good to check in and let our listeners know. Because one of the things that I feel what makes a really good podcast or anything that we listen to is for the audience to know, like, and trust us, right? Mm-hmm. So they get to know us. They like us, and then they trust the information that we are that we are sharing, and I think mm-hmm. that makes for good conversations, right? So, with that being said, I was like, okay, I want to do a check in. Want to check in to see how Jesse the human is doing. Jesse the human, like. <laughs> but so, how are you? I'm doing okay. I have some serious FOMO going on. Uh, because I keep seeing pictures on Facebook of everybody, um, so I have some I have some real FOMO going on uh, for not being at the Con Ed event with all of you. Um, I hope that it's going well. I hope you all are enjoying yourself. Um, I miss you too. And uh, we had a little bit of a weird morning. Um, Sarah got kind of rear-ended a little bit. There wasn't any damage to the car or anything on the way to work. No damage to the other person either. Um, but because she's pregnant and because she's over 20 weeks, the doctor was like, you need to go to the emergency room to make sure that there's nothing wrong just in case. You never know if there's going to be some sort of placental abrasion. I don't know the OBGYN lingo, so if you're an OBGYN and you're listening, I apologize if I just butchered that. Um, So far, everything's fine, but she's been there since like 9.30 this morning, um, just being monitored and the baby's being monitored. So, so far, so good. 
Um, I don't know if we jinxed it yesterday. We were, we were just talking about, like, you can't go get a pedicure because it might induce labor. And here she is getting rear-ended and has to go to the hospital right. to make sure she's not going into labor. I'm like, you should have gotten the damn pedicure. Right. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Pedicures induce, induce labor? Some t- if you're late if you're late enough or in your pregnancy yeah you, if you because I guess of pressure points in your feet that they can induce labor and start contractions interesting that's okay. why some pregnant women or pregnant people in their third trimester when they get to that point where they're like I am done will go get pedicures so that they can like hit those pressure points and then there's like massages and everything that you can do as well like prenatal massages that will also help induce labor so that's pretty and you get to yeah baby out i wish i knew that four kids later right because i would have been i would have did that instead of mop the floor and i only, <laughs> I only mopped the floor because my mother told me that's how her labor started she so I was taking I was taking advice from the seventies into the two thousands. Well, I guess it's like manual physical labor that probably right. I don't know if you needed to mop, but <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing, Shawnee? You're busy. Doing you have a good. busy week. I know I have a busy week, but I, I I'm good. I think so. There's a term. I cannot stand, but I used to hear it so much in corporate America, but now I find myself saying the term more often than I want to. All things considered. <laughs> I don't know why I don't like that. Because this lady overused it. She overused yeah. it in every presentation. All things considered. I don't please that, but all things considered, I'm great. I was going to share this story only because um, in my list on social media last week, I was talking about my interaction in the parking lot, and I said, <laughs> "And I said, listen to the podcast to find out the story." Yeah. Well, the podcast dropped, but it was a previously uh, recorded episode. That's right. Do you know someone inboxed me asking me? I listened to the podcast, but I didn't hear the story. <laughs> We're going to tell it so, now. We're going to tell it now. <laughs> I, I am a woman at my word. So um, went to go see Creed 3 with the homie. And we and we um, we take separate cars because he lives far away or whatever. But that's beside the point. Anyway, so I was parking. I was looking for a parking space. Found a parking space. Parked in. I was right, like, the very first parking space before, like, the little the little pass-through, and then, like, the, the strip mall, the movie theaters and the strip mall. And I had been, I was sitting there, and I got I got there first. I was waiting for him to pull up, and he couldn't find a parking space near me. It was raining that day, and so he was all the way, like, on the other side of the parking lot. Anyway, I opened my door to get out the car, and I tapped the car next to me. Like, it was, I, it was just a, mm-hmm. like, And so I looked at the driver and I said, I am so sorry, but it looks, everything looks good. My apologies. So as I'm walking away, the passenger gets out the car, like with straight aggression. Like, 
I like, and I just want to be clear and go on record, and I have shared this on many different platforms that your girl ain't never been in no fight. <laughs> so I don't, I don't even know if I would, if I would win. I, but I will tell you this: I have great intimidation game. I believe that. I, I believe it. Okay, out of every single encounter that I've ever be, been in, going back to sixth grade when um, I won't say the name because I've been I've been using real names like all in my sermons and stuff lately and I'm like, maybe that's not a good idea. But anyway, in sixth grade this girl who should have been in like ninth grade at the time but she was still in sixth grade thought that we had told on her for smoking on the playground. And we did not. And <laughs> and she was going to beat us up at three at three o'clock. And so everybody was scared. And I was like, not backing down from this. I ended up, we ended up, did not, we did not get beat up that day. In fact, we had a whole after school special on, because <laughs> I was repeating the Surgeon General's warnings against cigarette smoke. <laughs> because. That's how I roll. (laughs) (laughs) So my intimidation game is not for the week. I'm just going to be clear. So anyway, back to the (laughs) parking lot story of present day. She says with great aggression, you hit her car. And I said, that I did. (laughs) And she says... (laughs) What you going to do about it? I said, what I just did, I apologized to the driver. Mm-hmm. And then she says, well, I'm just trying to see what you're going to do about it. I said, well, what would you like me to do? So she starts now. She's proceeded to go around to the car, to the driver's side of the car. And she's looking like at the front wheel and the light. And I said, I didn't. I said, I didn't hit up there. Like I, the the door hit the back driver's side door of her mm-hmm. car. Yeah. Why are and you ta- up and near tapped the it. wheel? Tapped and it. Tapped and I said, why are you up near the wheel? Make it make sense. Well, I think the make it make sense part really pissed her off because <laughs> she had to think about the fact that she was all the way at the front of the car. <laughs> and it really didn't make sense because she knew she if you if you take a beat right mm-hmm. my girl Judge Lynn Toller always used to say that on divorce court if you take a beat and think about what you're saying and doing you realize man this does not make sense right now and I was like you all the way up at the front of the car like the door went all the way up there and then she said move on move on before I beat the brakes off you, before I beat the shit out you, move on me. I said, so my, by this time, she's going back to the, to the passenger side, but she's threatening me from behind the trunk of the car. And so then I say, you going to beat me up from behind the trunk of the car? <laughs> and she was saying stuff I couldn't, I was... I couldn't understand. And I said, I basically said, I need you to speak up and use your, so now I'm I'm channeling my mother now. (laughs) Use your words, speak up and use your words more clearly. (laughs) Yeah, that probably didn't piss her off. 
I'm about to make history if this lady hits me. This will be my very first fight. (laughs) 47 in the parking lot of Rivertown, Oxford Hill, Maryland. (laughs) And I just want to be clear, I had on some some fake leather pants and I was thinking to myself, I really feel like a superhero right now, but I don't want to, I really don't want to see if I have super how super hero powers i really don't i really because it wasn't gonna look good us fighting in the rain (laughs) 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 and then i would have been i don't even think world star hip-hop is a thing anymore but everybody takes out their phones i would have been a dag it would i wouldn't want to be i don't even know if i want to be famous famous but i wouldn't want to be internet famous for that yeah. Was if this before or after you saw the movie? This was before. Exactly. Oh. Right? See, if, if you had seen it, if this had happened after the movie, you would have been ready. You would have been like, I just watched right. the damn movie. I know I what I'm doing. Watched, right. I, right. Because in the movie, not to give the movie away, but in the movie, he's teaching his daughter how to fight. Yeah. Right? Because she's getting bullied at school and stuff. So I was just like, yeah. And it was so funny because the homie was like, Look at you. <laughs> look, at, look at you holding your own, standing your ground. But then I was all worried that she was going to vandalize my car, which she didn't. But I was, you know, you never know. Well, you but, have insurance. I'm sure that if you had reported it, then you could get a new car. So, yeah, but I don't have full coverage. My car is oh. 22 years old. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But so that's what's going on with me, and so that's the story. And so now, so Jesse, can you clip that part of this video? Because <laughs> when we when we promote it, I'm gonna send it to the person that asks. Absolutely. I just love the fact that I never know who's reading my stuff, reading my content, or even listening to us until I get a message like that. And then I'm like, I got to honor the request. (laughs) Yeah. Well, whoever it was that made the request, I hope that you enjoyed the story. (laughs) But, um, okay. So there's so much to talk about. We, um, we haven't recorded in a while. And so there's some great hot topics. So let's get into it. I think we'll we'll go back in order of, because the way my brain works, I got to go from newest to oldest. (laughs) Okay. All right. So a little bit of backlash between um, Angela Bassett being nominated for, you know, an Academy Award. Mm -hmm. She does not win. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis wins her first Oscar. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing on social media is how um, people are upset that um Angela Bassett did not clap mm-hmm. when Jamie Lee Curtis's name was called 
Right. And a lot of people are coming out defending and saying, you know, um, this is playing into the criticism that Angela is getting is playing into the right to comfort. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to just kind of talk about that and like where, where, like, you know, um, first of all, one thing we've said on this show many times and then like just in personal conversations is how two things can be true. Right. And we can hold on the fact that um, I, first of all, I will, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I did not get everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. I didn't get the movie. I watched the movie twice. Um, kudos to everybody that was part of the movie that won. I, I mean, the first, the first Asian American to win mm-hmm. all of that. I'm so excited. Even Jamie Lee Curtis, cause I'm a fan of her of hers mm-hmm. as well right being yeah. the you know 64 years old winning all of that right mm-hmm. so you can you can be grateful and happy and excited for Jamie Lee and also be angry that Angela did has not won and did not win right yeah yeah absolutely you, two things can be true right so I want mm-hmm. I want to say that first and then just probably, but I want to, because this is embracing race conversations with truth and intention, I really want to kind of focus on the uh, what Dr. Raquel Martin has said, that it's that the, the criticism that Angela is getting is because of white America's need and right to comfort. Mm-hmm. And what, what does that really mean? And and how can we check it when it rises within us, I guess? Um, I don't really have an opinion, honestly, on if she should have clapped or not. I don't really know. I, I know this. I will say this. I have four kids, right? And... I used to always, especially in my, with my older two, I did not do a good job in letting them work through their feelings in real time. Mm-hmm. In certain spaces, I would tell them to point, I can only tip, I can only teach by storytelling. So this story fits into this conversation, right? Yeah. Um, my, my, my oldest daughter, who's now 22 was given a dress from a church member. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and the church member was so excited. She was like, Oh, here's a dress for you. And the look on Rihanna's face was pure dissatisfaction. Right. Mm -hmm. And I scolded her for that because I felt like she should have just said, thank you. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, 10, 12 years later, I am more, I feel like I'm better at advocating for my kids' feelings Mm -hmm. in a way. And I'm just trying to navigate because some people will say that's bad manners if you 
express your distaste for something to someone mm-hmm. that is trying to be thoughtful, right? Yeah. Like you wasn't raised like that. Don't embarrass me, blah, blah, blah. At the same time, why should they, if they don't like something, why can't you tell people that you don't like something? So I, I, I I'm just struck. I'm so, I'm so torn because I don't know. I feel like shoot, Angela is 64 too. She's been in her sixties. She got it right. If she don't want to clap, she don't have to clap. And I don't think that that is a dig against the winner. I don't know. I'm so confused. I think too, like we're ignoring. I think that we're ignoring the humanity of the situation of like, just what you said, like she's a 64 year old woman who has been in this entertainment industry for decades and has produced and given us film after film where she has brought her a game. And now she's finally being recognized by the Academy, by the Hollywood foreign press, by other actors within this. And here she stands at this opportunity to be given not her just desserts, but like rightful recognition of everything that she's done and the humanity of not getting that in that moment. Like, I didn't see it as a dig. I just saw it as her feeling all of her feelings. Yeah. And like, why, why do we expect people to like fake emotion? Why do I have to sit there and fake emotion? (laughs) Isn't that just false kindness? Isn't that inauthentic? Um, And I would rather, I mean, to, to, to your point, like I hate opening gifts in front of people because I have mastered the fake excitement oh thank you for this gift that I'm never gonna use and probably just put somewhere in my house um to get rid of later but I've mastered looking really nice about it and I just I mean I feel I watched Jamie Lee Curtis and everything everywhere all at once I think you're absolutely right there two things can be true Jamie was good in the movie 100 percent I also thought her co-star Stephanie who played the younger joy in in the movie i thought she was phenomenal i thought she could have won as well i watched angela bassett in wakanda forever and i was genuinely moved by angela's performance in that movie like you can ask my wife when we watched black panther and it's part of it was just the emotions of going into it knowing chadwick boseman had passed away and right I feel like in so many ways, Angela Bassett was the proverbial auntie to so many within the black community and everybody watching and gave you from the moment she was on screen, the opportunity to grieve together with her and anybody who else was watching it kind of just was able to feel all of those feelings all at once. And that was because of her performance. Like it was just this release of emotion from the moment she graced your screen And I think that kind of level of acting and that kind of that conduit for emotion, I personally believe believe she deserved the award. I was very disappointed that she didn't receive it. And Mm -hmm. I equally was like, meh, about like, yeah, Jamie was really good in the the role that she played. Right. Like, 
I wish that Angela had won. And I felt my feelings and I don't understand why it's okay for me to feel my feelings and the privacy of my own home. But here she is in the public stage after 64 years. And like, she has to be this image of perfection. And I think it speaks even louder that she's a black woman being held to that standard. That part. Like said. Yeah. Like, and she's yeah. a black woman being told you cannot be disappointed, which I've watched white women from Catherine Hepburn. And like, I think it was Jane Fonda. Other clip of uh, people not clapping of making these outrageous spaces of being genuinely yes. pissed on camera. Yes. And people showing it. And all she did was just sit there and like feel her feelings. Yeah, she didn't. Say, she didn't make a face. She didn't do anything. She didn't roll she just, her eyes. No, she, didn't she do any of that. She even had like a small smile on her face, and she was just feeling her feelings. And I think the fact that we have weaponized emotions against women, but particularly black women, yeah. to say you can feel your feelings only when you fit into this box. little box when it's appropriate. And yeah. if you don't applaud all women, it's that that brand of feminism, of intersectionality, of you have to fit into this white, li- li- like white idea of feminism. Otherwise, you're not really a feminist. That's so true. I, I, I yeah, I'm 100 percent. And also, we probably need to talk about the fact that, you know, woman, woman king, which I thoroughly enjoyed that movie mm-hmm. got snubbed on all parts right yeah. from it didn't it and this anonymous anonymous uh, actor yeah right voter um comes out and admits that they didn't even see they didn't even watch the movie right and yeah. so i wonder what that means to you know even for 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 people like angela bassett for women particularly black women to get their just due if you don't even watch their work like how like you're not if you don't even watch it how can you vote for it right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so it it just speaks volumes of how perception sees hollywood as this liberal and affirming entity that still constantly reminds us that it operates in white supremacy culture. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think the fact that, what is it like as of 2022, 81%, I think 2023, 83%, but as of 2022, 81% of the voting Academy is white. Yeah. So, so (laughs) there's that. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so, um, but yeah, but I am excited, um, but excited for all the, um, winners. I was Mm -hmm. a little late to the party. I came in late, but, um, loved the director of, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. I loved his speech. I'm a speech person, Mm -hmm. so I love a really good speech. Um, and there was another person that I, it's on the tip of my tongue, but that lifted up trans and drag. And I, I mm-hmm. thought that was a, po- a, a pivotal moment in the broadcast yeah. to uh, raise an awareness to that because, and that would be a good segue because I just don't. Okay. So let's talk about 
this attack on trans people and drag queens and this narrative that they're one in the same. Like yeah. trans people are trans, drag. I mean, there could be a place where the, it intersects, mm-hmm. but they're not the same. And no. I just don't understand where that's coming from. <laughs> like, ignorance, sheer ignorance <laughs> and, and hatred. But I mean, yeah, I think I, I I think what's come out recently of if you don't know what's going on, I don't know how you don't know what's going on because it's been in the news. But like there are literally hundreds of bills coming out um, right now that are either banning or limiting or prohibiting in some capacity um, drag shows or public displays of drag artists be that drag shows during pride, be that in clubs, be that as a drag queen or king comes to a public library and reads a book to your child um, for fear of endangering the community and exposing children to, I guess, indoctrination of some some sort. Um, But then they're lacing that with like child abuse and which I have a problem with that as well, because first of all, 93% of child abuse cases are from a known perpetrator, not a stranger. Oh, right. Wasn't there a clip from Christian Smith about that? Yes, I am. Yeah. I, I am. I'm referencing the, uh, the, the the host of Holy Smokes. While we worried about the trans person in the bathroom, we really should be worried about the uncle at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Here it is. We practice conditional consent. We confuse our young people by telling them there are certain spaces where you can give consent and there are certain spaces where you don't have the option. It's like flipping the switch on and off, on and off, on and off. We send kids to our family's house for dinner. And when everybody there wants to give them a hug, the kid doesn't have an option. They got to give everybody a hug. Switch off. Then we send them to the mall. Don't let nobody talk to you any old kind of way at the mall. You got the right to protect yourself. Switch on. Then we go to the family reunion. You got to give everybody a hug. You got to give everybody a kiss. Switch off. Then we put them on the school bus. Ain't nobody got their right to put their hands on you. Don't let nobody put their hands on you. Switch on. Then we take them to church. We introduce them to the pastor. Don't you embarrass me in front of the pastor. You better give him a hug. Switch off. Let me tell you the problem with this. While we got the switches off, we turn the switch off with people who are familiar to us. We turn the switch off with people who are known to us. But in 93% of the child abuse cases, the perpetrator was known by the victim. So we put kids in a situation where the switch is off when they're in the most danger. Amazing deconstruction pastor of all things, particularly black church theology, mm-hmm. because the black church has a very, 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 very I'm, so, I'm so very, very past very, but they just, <laughs> it is the way that they have, have tried to, they don't talk about LGBTQ things in the black church. Mm-hmm. Now they, they, it's like, it's like, 
the being in the military. Don't ask, don't tell. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, but yeah, I, so I do appreciate, um, that artist coming on the stage to lift that up, you know, in that wider forum, because it needs to be talked about. And let's be clear, drag has been part of American culture and entertainment for years. Yeah. I mean, people, what we revere in Shakespeare and in, in plays, their women were not allowed to perform. And, and there would be notes in the margins that say drag dressed as a girl. So like, it was literally, it's from Shakespeare that, that these references come about and we've accepted it and it's been a part of our culture and we have the bosom buddies and we have Mrs. Doubtfire and we have Tootsie and we have, uh, what is it? The white chicks with the Wayne's like that people love that movie. And, and yet now we're sitting here going, Oh no, we can't have drag because it's indoctrinating (laughs) our children. No, it's not miss me with the bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Not to mention if you, I don't, I think, I don't know if you've ever been to a pride parade or to a drag show. If you haven't, you should go to one, but like every time I go to a pride parade, somehow we're always right behind like a bunch of drag queens. And the fact that these lovely people are, (laughs) are out there in like six inch heels and their full get up when it's 90 degrees outside with legs from here to Timbuktu and they look fabulous. And like, I don't like every woman that I have encountered (laughs) has looked at a drag queen and been like, holy fuck. I wish I could look that good. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so real quick story. My best friend moves down here the year I have my son. Right. And so, um, I'm, so one Saturday, um, Roger stayed in the hospital for like two weeks. So I'm, so this is like June. I'm getting out. Uh, he was born in May. He was early. And I'm like, okay, let's go downtown so you can learn this city. Da, 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 da. We got on the train. And it was very, very crowded. Didn't think anything of it. We're walking down the street. We hit like just like a slew, so many people had no idea what was going on, right? So my best friend, Nicole, is white. I obviously is black and black. Roderick was a baby in the car seat. I mean, he looked black, but I don't know. We were in the middle of a whole of the whole pride parade. And they thought people thought we were a couple. <laughs> we were, and so we went with it <laughs> the whole day and we got so much free stuff. Like people yes. were loving on us. They, they was like, Oh, the family is <laughs> with your, with your beautiful little newborn baby in the back. Yes. <laughs> it was like the best day ever. <laughs> so that was my first pride parade when I didn't know I was in a pride parade. And, and he's, yes, he's what, I've like been, 20, 20 years ago. He's 21. This was, this was 1997. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, before pride, like pride raids were obviously huge, but like not as like the legislation yeah. was not there. Right. So here you are, this out proud couple with your baby. <laughs> In 1997. 1997. It was so funny. But, and I definitely have been to drag shows 
please. Yes. They are so much fun. Yes. And they look at fierce. Like, I'm like, can you show me how to do your makeup? Can you show me how to do my eyebrows? (laughs) Yes. I've gotten the best tips from uh, drag queens on YouTube doing makeup Mm -hmm. tutorials. Yeah. So you can learn from anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Well, even, I mean, cultural representation in terms of like what are things that are based, like Ursula, for example, from The Little Mermaid was based on a drag queen, like the depiction of a drag queen of a famous, I can't remember her name. Um, I want to say it was Miss Divine that or the, the, the characterization of Ursula in the original 1992 right. mermaid was based on, um, a, a, the imagery of a drag queen and, and it's been around since 1992 and kids are fine. <laughs> right. Kids are totally <laughs> fine. Like, this is ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. Yeah. And I think it's... I wanted, it, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I think it was just going to say, like, that idea of, like, what you were saying, that 93% of of cases where children are violated are by people that they know, a lot of that comes from family members or within the church. Yes. And, and that's a whole nother podcast uh-huh. to talk about church hurt and abuse i think we should have what we should have a a, a um an episode Over. about that yeah totally coming soon coming <laughs> soon we've got like about five or six more episodes before we wrap up season one mm-hmm. um and take a little downtime for the summer because like jesse mentioned they're about to be parents of a newborn and that's pretty awesome and exciting and you're going to have a lot of sleepless nights. <laughs> Not to mention you have everything under the sun coming up. I mean, you're going from the Con Ed retreat to Florida, right? Yeah. Are you going to Florida yeah. for your seed fellow? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm going to meet my seed fellows and I'm really excited about that and hopefully come back with some exciting things on how to basically do ministry and entrepreneurship but okay so i got three minutes do i have three minutes i have two minutes now i forgot that i had a two o'clock i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) but i wanted to end on this i know we were going to talk about alice walker and jk wilds but rolling but and the harry potter potter thing and them being anti-trans and all that which would have been a great segue since we were just talking about trans, but I want to give it justice and I need to do more research on that. And also this is, I wanted to end on this because so Sunday I was preaching at a church and a visitor came up to me and asked me what is Presbyterian. And for all without going all down a rabbit hole, I effed up the answer. (laughs) So I've been on this, I've been on this quest in a sea of Presbyterians right now to like ask this question and to be more thoughtful for it because I went down a rabbit hole. I said, 
we are reforming and constantly reforming. <laughs> he got confused. <laughs> and then I went into like, we get, it's our style of government. He got even more confused. <laughs> and then I tried to pivot and say, our United States government is formed on Presbyterianism. <laughs> more confused. And then I hit him with, did you know Ben Franklin was Presbyterian? <laughs> of the worst Presbyterians I could have chosen. And a pastor, a, a pastor colleague where I'm at said, oh, you should have just told about Fred Rogers. Duh. <laughs> Probably one of the most famous Presbyterians and kindest, right? Yeah. Everybody well, loves. You live and learn. Everybody loves. But but so the question is, I'm going to hold y'all to this as we come back next week and have have more dialogue on this. Like, how would you answer the question? What is Presbyterian? Yeah, what is Presbyterian? I hope you're listening, all of you Presbyterians (laughs) out there or non-Presbyterians who think they know what Presbyterianism is. It was a great. Your, it was a put great your dialogue. answers in the comments, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it, I I got great dialogue last night, and I was just wanted to keep the conversation going without kind of like I don't know beating a dead horse. You should totally like put together. You should go around to people while you're there or at when you're in your seed fellows conference and like get clips, like video recordings of people saying it, and we can just clip it together within the podcast. <laughs> Right. True. And then I found out more about what Methodists believe than what Presbyterians believe. <laughs> because for some reason, one thing about Presbyterians, we always like to talk about what we don't believe. Right. <laughs> Have you noticed that though? Yeah. That's we're true. not like those other Christians, right? Yeah. And I just realized, even growing up United Methodist, I just found out that the word Methodist comes from, there is a method to getting to God, to a method of salvation Mm -hmm. where Presbyterians are saying you're already with God. Right. Like there is no method to to get to God because you're already with God. Right. Interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And I also- You didn't know about the method? I didn't. No, I didn't. I also was part of the United Methodist Church for a while. I did not know that. That the Methodist came from the word method? I didn't know that either. I mean, it makes sense now, like just thinking now. about it. Yeah, it's like one of those words like reparations. Someone said, I didn't know reparations came from the word repair. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh, learn but something new every day. <laughs> every day. All right, friend. Thank you. We'll see you next week. See you next week. (laughs) Pause. Time to hear from our sponsors. The Embracing Race podcast is sponsored by the Gen Out Youth Chorus. Gen Out is an outreach ensemble of the Gay Men's Chorus of Washington, D.C. Gen Out's mission is to give young LGBTQ plus and allied youth a voice to connect to the community. 
The ensemble is open to all singers between the ages of 13 and 18. For more information, contact www.gmcw.org. Isn't it our hope that we could come together as a society across the chasm of race and become the beloved community that Dr. King imagined? Interwoven Congregation's mission is to organize and support partnerships between faith communities with different racial compositions in order to foster racial justice and healing. For more information, visit interwovencongregations.org. HOD Records. It is not HOD, but it is HOD, no periods in between. HOD Records is a talent and artist development company that specializes in artistry development and contact creation. Serving the DMV and beyond, HOD creates a family-centered management style that promotes a collaborative spirit. Check out HOD Records on all social media platforms and visit hodrecords.media for more information. Thank you all to our sponsors. The Embracing Race podcast, hosted by elders Shawnee McElwain and Jesse Littlejohn, tackles all topics from pop culture to faith and the intersectionality of white supremacy and racism. Nothing is off limits, as we hope to educate and transform with radical love. For more information, visit us at embracingrace.online or on Instagram at embracing underscore race underscore podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, or if you would like to submit a comment or question, please email embracingracepodcast at gmail.com.